miracle. My God's got it. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. And I say it again, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. I want to honor Evelyn Cox. Tonight, I love her. Came to see her. And I want to sing her song. Because he's been faithful. He has been so faithful to me. What about you? Has he been faithful? Has he done everything you've asked him? Has he delivered you from situations? Has he lifted you up when the clouds were heavy and raining hard? But he was there in that small, still voice. Worship with me as I sing. He's been faithful. In my moments of fear, through every pain and every tear, there's a God who's been faithful to me. When my And no song still in love. He was faithful to me. Every word he promised is true. And what I thought was impossible by God. times I could not pray still in love he was faithful to me the days I spent selfishly looking out for what pleased me even then even then God was faithful to me. Every time that I come back to Him, 
with open arms and I see one again. He's been faithful, faithful to me. Let's just worship right here. Hallelujah. Let's not rush the spirit in this place. He is a faithful God. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, your love that you've shed abroad unto us. We love you, God. Oh, Lord, we want you to move in this house once again. Do great works, we pray. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. I praise you. I praise you. The, song, the, the line in that song that gets me is, every time I come back, is waiting with open open arms, amen, implicating that I've come back multiple times, but he's been faithful, 
And he's always been waiting. Hallelujah. We serve a loving God, a caring God. Amen. Are you thankful to know him and to serve him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, ready for the word of God tonight. Amen. Brother Nate Reese looked at me this morning on the platform, and he's one I consider and truly is a person who's very cool and collected. He's always been that way growing up. He's always been that way. And uh, I'm a little ornery and cantankerous at times. And um, he looked at me and he said, who's bringing the word tonight or this morning? Who's bringing the word this morning? I looked at him very serious. He said, you are. <laughs> and right away he said, no, no, that's not me tonight. Uh, that, that's not me this morning. I'm doing it tonight. I'm not doing it this morning. <laughs> but I think I scared him a little, and it brought a little joy to my heart. <laughs> Amen. But I'm very thankful for his friendship. He is coming this evening to preach the word of God, and he is very capable. Brother Nate, please come, Brother Reese, and preach the word of God to our hearts. Amen. Lord, saints, if you can be seated briefly. It is an honor to be in the house of the Lord tonight and to be able to deliver God's word. I know all of my brothers that are here tonight, we don't take this lightly. It is a heavy thing, amen, to preach God's word to his people. And so tonight I want to give my Pastor Honor, he's not here, but I do thank him for the privilege, and I hold him in very high regard. He, he is the man of God in my life, and I appreciate him. Um, Brother Brock, you had, me <laughs> you had me about that much, then I realized you were joking. Praise God. Um, if you would, I just want—I just needed some time to get all situated here, but I'm ready now. So if you'll stand for the reading of the word. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Book of Romans, chapter number twelve, and I'll be reading verses one and two. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I mean, if you would pray with me and ask for God's anointing tonight. Heavenly Father, we need you tonight to speak to our hearts. Lord, we need your anointing, Savior, for it is your anointing that destroys the yoke. Father God, I pray that you would move upon us today, God. Let your word do a work in this house tonight, Father. Let our hearts Lord, be open unto you. 
In the name that is above every name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I'm sure most of you recognize tonight that I'm not Brother Hopkins. And uh, I was telling Brother Brock this morning, I said, you know, I think everybody's got accustomed to that Hopkins diet. And um, I'm probably going to mess that all up tonight for you guys. But with God's help, we're going to try. You know, you guys remember when the keto diet came out? Um, I, I started that thing, and, and I started gaining weight. Until somebody told me it's not taquitos, it's keto. I was, <laughs> I was snacking up on taquitos. But once I got that all figured out, got back down to my normal weight. Praise God. I'm going to borrow tonight from Shakespeare. Just give you a little history. Here in Shakespeare's Hamlet, there is a famous soliloquy where the character Hamlet poses the question, to be or not to be, that is the question. Most of you, if you've never watched the play Hamlet or you've never studied or read it, you know that from somewhere. To be or not to be, that is the question. And I must confess to you tonight that I've never, I've never read the play, never seen the play, um, but I knew the quote, and so I did a little homework. The character is struggling in his own thoughts between what place is better, the state of being alive or the state of being dead. On the one hand, being alive, there are the challenges of life that you have no power over, such as hurts and pains, disappointments, rejection, separation, loneliness, depression. But death is something to be desired, and death is something that you have control over. And in his soliloquy, Hamlet wrestles with his conscience, understanding that to take one's own life is a sin. Now, if we have any Shakespeare theologians, you can come up and correct me after church if I, if I misinterpreted that. But there was this wrestling that was going on with this character. To be or not to be, this was the question. Is it better to be alive or is it better to be dead? Is it better to be alive and deal with all the struggles in life? Or is it better to be in a state where I'm somehow able to escape life? Tonight, I present this question to all of us. And here's where I borrow from Shakespeare. And my title tonight is To Be or Not to Be transformed, that is the question. If I choose not to be transformed, then the only option is to conform to this world. Just as the children of Israel were asked by Joshua to choose between serving the Lord or serving false gods, we too must make a decision. Joshua chapter number 24 and verse 14 
says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which are your fathers, which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The people's response needs to be our response. And I heard that tonight. Amen. You, you clapped and you amened the scripture. And in, in, in the following verse, in verse number 16, the scripture says, And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Hallelujah. Amen. That is my mindset tonight. Amen. That I'm not going to go, amen, back to serve the gods of this world. Amen. But I am here to serve the one true living God. The God that delivered me out of bondage. The God that broke my chains. Amen. The God that loosened the shackles that were around me. Amen. The God that broke my addictions. That's the God, amen, that I choose to serve. Not the gods of this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. The struggles of life seem to start out very quickly. Can I get a witness in the house of the Lord tonight? Brother David, can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Amen. The struggles of life seem to start out very quickly. Job chapter 14 verse 1 says, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. It doesn't take very long to start getting into trouble. Parents, if you're raising children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It don't take very long for those kids to start getting into mischief. They, they, start, they start finding things to get into. Amen? And if you're a young person here tonight... You can testify that growing up as a teenager ain't easy. There are struggles that come with growing up. You're going to learn lessons in life. There's going to be some hard knocks that you're going to have to go through. And parents, I know you can testify that raising children ain't easy. Amen. The struggle, as they say, is real. The struggle is real. So the pressures to conform to the patterns of this world will hit you from every angle. 
It's almost as if everyone is out to get you to conform to this world. Amen. You'll feel the pressures from social media, family, school, at your workplace, Hollywood, music artists, politicians, sports stars, the devil himself, and even your own flesh will all work against you to get you to conform to this world. Amen. But I read to you in the book of Romans, amen, Paul said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. That word conform means to fashion alike. That is to conform to the same pattern. To conform or to fashion oneself according to this world. But to be transformed means this. It means to change into another form. To transform or to transfigure. Amen. We don't need to conform to this world, but we need to be transformed. Amen. Into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to put off this world, and we need to put on Christ. Amen. I don't want my mind, amen, to be caught up with the things of this world, but I want to be thinking upon the things of God. Hallelujah. So these pressures will come from every angle. And they'll get you and they'll try to, to make you bow down to the pressures of this world. But we're here tonight, amen, to stand against those pressures and to preach against the pressures of this world. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. So, yes, there are going to be some influences on, in this world that are going to come and try to make you conform. But the one that you really have to watch out for is your flesh. The one that you really have to watch out for is not Satan himself, but it's you. We've got, amen, we've, we've, got, we've got to learn how to crucify this flesh daily. Amen. I will tell you that this flesh has the ability to rise up overnight. You can come to... Uh, a great service where the Holy Ghost moves. But on Monday morning, your flesh is going to be there waiting to meet you. And you've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with your flesh. You've got to look at that flesh. And you've got to say, flesh, old man, you're not going to live today. You died a long time ago. I'm not going to let you live. You're not going to have your way today. You're not going to live, amen, that old sinful nature. But you're going to pray today, flesh. You're going to read your word today, flesh. Amen, you're going to make your way down to the house of God, flesh. Hallelujah. Because every single day, there's going to be something waiting to meet you, to try to get you conform, to conform to this world. 
But it matters what is on the inside of you, amen, that has the ability to resist, amen, this flesh and the, and, and the world, the pressures of this world. So we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, if you intend to win the fight, you need to be prepared, prepared for war. Don't show up to a knife or to a gunfight with a knife. Don't do it. You will not win. And I'm so tired of seeing yellow crime scene tape and white chalk outlining the places where our brothers and sisters once sat in this congregation. They once sat in pews, stood upon this platform and sang in choirs, but somewhere in their walk, they conformed. They conformed to the things of this world. So I ask us tonight to be or not to be transformed. That is the question. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Church, we've got to be prepared and we've got to be suited up, amen, when we step out, amen, into this world. Amen, we've got to be ready every single day. Are you ready for war? You ready for battle? We must be prepared. Daniel is just one example in God's word that illustrates the opposition to conforming to the pressures of the world. Daniel chapter 1, if you'll put that up there, Daniel chapter 1, verse, verses 1 through 8, if you'll follow along with me. The scripture says, in the third year of the reign of Jericho, king of Judah came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and he besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. 
And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuch, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof that they might stand before the king. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah unto whom the princes of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and unto Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank, Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. The scripture says that Daniel, that he purposed in his heart. He was intentional about this. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat or the king's wine. He asked Malzar, who was the prince of the eunuch, that was set over Daniel to test them for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water and then to compare their appearance to those that ate the king's meat. And the Bible lets us know that at the end of the 10 days, the scripture tells us that they were fairer or that they were better looking than the rest. Amen. What a difference it makes on what you consume. And what you eat. See, when you come to the kings, I'm talking about the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. When you come to his table and you consume of what he lays out before you, you're going to look so much better than this world looks. Hey Amen. It's going to nourish you. It's going to give you what you need. Hallelujah. Daniel purpose, he said, I'm not going to eat the king's meat. I'm not going to consume that diet. You see, there's things that I'm just not going to feed myself. There's places that I'm not going to go. There are things that I'm not going to put in front of my eyes. There are things that I'm not going to put on my body. Why? Amen. Because I choose not to be conformed to this world. But I have been transformed. Amen. By the renewing of my mind. Hey, man, I think different. You think different. You walk different. You talk different. You go to different places. Hallelujah. Hey, man, your praise is different from the praise of this world. Hallelujah. I say this tonight not to be mean. But let me say this the best way that I can. 
You see, the pressures of this world to conform us to look like this world. But I know that, and you know that, you don't need to be painted up, puffed up in places that God didn't intend you to be puffed up, or plastic. But you can be clothed with the beauty of holiness. Amen. When you get into the presence of God, amen, he will change and transform your thought process. Amen. You will look at yourself differently. We've got to be careful that we don't acquire the taste of the king's meat. And the only way to be absolutely sure of that is to not eat it at all. And just as Daniel, you have to purpose in your heart that you won't defile yourself with the things of this world. You've got to get an attitude that says, I'm not even going to pick up the plate. I'm not even going to pick up the king's wine and smell it. You see, if I don't do that, I'm guaranteed that I'm not going to acquire the taste of the things of this world. See, an alcoholic doesn't become an alcoholic with the first drink. The drug addict doesn't become a meth head on the first hit. The porn addict doesn't become an addict at the first time they visit a site. But it happens over time. It starts with the first taste. Over time, they can't stop going back to the king of this world and begging him for his meat and his wine. I don't want to acquire a taste for this world, but I want to acquire a taste, amen, of the Holy Ghost. I want to acquire a taste, amen, of the goodness of God. I want to acquire a taste, amen, of the Word of God. I want the Word of God, I want the Word of God to get down in my heart. I want it to change me. I want it to transform me. This word is powerful and has the ability to change and to transform. Amen. I know that there are individuals all across this building tonight that you have been transformed. You've been changed. The shackles that once bound you and kept you in the king of this world's palace. Amen. God broke those chains of bondage. Hallelujah. He brought you out of Egypt. He split the Red Sea. Hallelujah. And he's brought us into a land of promise. I've seen individuals that have conformed to this world. You've seen them. Brother, they're not... And I pray for them. I pray that God will bring those, 
those that have fallen away back to the house of God. I want to see them saved. You want to see them saved. But those that have conformed to this world, I mean, uh, uh, you, Brother Casey, I remember one time coming to pick you up at your house. Let me just, <laughs> let me share a story. And, and let me just tell this. Between us, three, Brother Fields, us four up here, we have a lot of stories this church has not heard. And one day, one day we'll be able to share some of them with you. But, but I, I, remember one, I remember going to pick up Brother C.J. Casey uh, one day, and uh, I had borrowed my mom's car, and I had washed it all up, made sure it was all nice and clean. And we were going to a youth activity, I believe. I was coming to pick them up. And um, armor all the tires, everything, and I pulled up in Oildale, pick up Brother CJ in Oildale. So I came, I came from the hood to the hood to pick up, to pick up Brother, Brother CJ. And, and, and when I got there, I pulled up and uh, honked the horn. And across the street, see, his neighbor had conformed to this world, and, and he was not in his right mind, let me tell you. So he, this, this man was, he was mowing dirt. He, had, he didn't have a blade of grass in his yard. And he was out there just mowing dirt. And dirt was flying all over the place. And Brother CJ, Brother CJ got in, in, in the car and I said, bro, what is wrong with your neighbor, bro? I know this is Oildale, man, but he's, he's mowing dirt. Lord, help us. Don't conform to this world or you will find yourself mowing dirt <laughs> at 3 a.m. in the morning when everyone else is trying to sleep. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that, that'll happen. I've seen it. They call that tweaker vision. <laughs> People trying to take, <laughs> trying to... <laughs> take stuff apart and put it back together again. It never gets put back together again, let me tell you. They do a great job of taking it apart, but it never gets put back together. Church, we will not bow. We're not going to bow to the pressures of this world. not going to conform. We're not going to conform, amen, to this world. Amen. You know, there's, there's nothing, let me just say, there's nothing wrong in, in, in looking good and dressing up. I, I, I think you need to take a shower. I think you should put some perfume or deodorant, all that, keep up the hygiene, you know, I, 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 do that, please. Do it for the rest of us, if not for yourself. But when looking good becomes your God, that, that's, that's when you've got to check this flesh. When looking good and dressing up and fashions of this world become your God, that's when you've got to check yourself. As they used to say in my day, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Daniel chapter number 3, verses 14. I'm not even going to read because 
I'm trying to stay on that Hopkins diet. Let me just reference this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. And they were given an option. They could bow like the rest, or they could get thrown into the fire or cast into the fire. Verse number 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Hallelujah. And somebody stand to your feet tonight and tell this world, we will not bow down to you. These knees aren't going to bow. These knees are only going to bow to one God. His name is Jesus. These knees aren't going to bow. These knees are not going to bow to this world. I mean, you can be seated. These knees are not going to bow. Bill McAllister, if you'll make your way up, musicians. See, when you conform to this world, You'll do crazy things. You'll do crazy things. You'll fight racism with racism, bigotry with bigotry, cancel culture with cancel culture. You know, they tried to cancel Jesus. What makes you think they won't try to cancel the church? What makes us think that they won't try to cancel this message? Man, they're, they're canceling Mr. Potato Head. Dr. Seuss. They're canceling Uncle Ben's Minute Rice. And Aunt Jemima's syrup. I want my mind to be transformed. See, if you, if you can change the way a man thinks, you can change the way he'll act. book of Mark tells us about 
the man who is possessed with the devil. And when Jesus stepped into his world and cast those devils out, And this man was put in his right mind. The Bible says that he was clothed and he was put in his right mind. He was sitting in his right mind. He no longer was thinking about cutting himself. He was no longer thinking about the things that, that led him to this bondage. But, but he asked the Lord if he could follow him. You see, when you get into the presence of God and you allow God to change your heart and change your mind, you'll begin to think different. You don't want to go to the things of this world, but you're going to want to follow after Jesus. You're not going to be asking, hey, can I go to a party? You're going to be asking, when is, when's the next time we're having church? When's the next prayer meeting? When's the next Bible study? How do you see yourself tonight if we all stand tonight? Do you see yourself as a failure or an overcomer? Are you a winner or are you a loser? Are you an outcast or are you part of the inner circle? Are you a fighter? Are you a quitter? Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Before you leave this place tonight, I pray that you'll find yourself in the altars tonight. your prayer would be, Lord, transform me. Change my mind. Change my heart. Change the way I think. I'm not perfect. I'm preaching to myself tonight. I'm far from perfect. I need God to continue to mold me and to shape me. I have not arrived. But I need to be transformed into the creature and to the vessel that God desires me to be. Is that your prayer tonight? Is that your desire? That you would not be conformed to the things of this world, but you would be transformed by the renewing of your mind. are open tonight. Amen. If you just need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Would you make your way to an altar where God can touch you? If you need a fresh anointing on your life. Amen. Would you make your way Amen. down to the front? Seek after God. Press your way into the presence of the Lord and ask God. Amen. 
for a transformation. Has God to change you? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.